today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Lots of problems to do with COVID-19. Lots of problems with some of the programs that have been rolled out to try to help the people, including frontline workers. And there's a a real problem going on in London these days. Workers in London's hospitals are saying that they're not receiving the pay that they are owed. Actually, others are being told to repay some of the bonuses that have been given. Give us some insight into this. We're pleased to welcome to the program Valerie Roberts-Francis, who is the president of COPE, that is the uh, Canadian Office of Professional Employees Union. Uh, Valerie, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could join us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What's going on here with this? Basically a system of haves and have-nots here when it comes to the, your workers. Yes, it's been quite frustrating. So what happened is when um, the province had announced that there would be pandemic pay for frontline staff, um, the clerks were uh, quite excited. However, um, once August 10th came out and the first payment was put out by the hospital, um, they determined that some of the people were were ineligible. So we had departments such as admitting, who registers patients every day, dietary clerks, ambulatory clerks, who are the OR clerks and day surgery clerks, registration clerks, some medical secretaries, SPD, and diet, uh, I said dietary clerks, but they were all ineligible. So they didn't get it at all, although they were working and continued to work through the pandemic. So that was who, really who made that? Who made that qualification? That, that seems so odd because everybody you've just identified there are, well, what they call patient-facing roles. I mean, they're dealing with the public, so i.e. They're, they're at risk as well. Well, exactly. So, and this is where it got quite confusing. And so when we talked to the employer, they said that the Ministry of uh, Labor had put out guidelines to what was client-facing. Um, and then they were to determine from there who those people were and that when they called to get clarifications from the Ministry of Health, they were told that they didn't, um, that they didn't meet the qualifications. So we don't, we still to this day do not know exactly why they're not ineligible. But, uh, this this yep. is a long list that we're talking about. As you say, personal support workers, porters, paramedics, uh, security staff. You know, I mean, walk into the front door of a hospital, you see all these people and you figure, boy, I guess, you know, they're all being looked after. But the case is they're not. No, they're not. So, and it was, it was funny because, well, it's not funny, but one member uh, was given pandemic pay in a department and um, the other person wasn't. So that person said, hey, we do the exact same job. Why can't we, why can't I receive it? So what they ended up doing is asking that other person to return $2,109.21. So, and they've asked them to do it over five pays for $200 a pay. And we're not one of the highest paying groups in the hospital, obviously. So it's $200 a pay for five weeks. So another area where there's one person that didn't receive it and everybody else did. So when we brought that to their attention, again, they do the same job. They said, well, we will either take it away from everybody or we'll just leave it as is. It's really quite frustrating. And we we may not be healthcare providers as clerical and admin staff, but we are an important part of that team. And oh. during all of the pandemic, we were there. We crossed the, the lines. We worked overtime. We had we had people that were possibly exposed that had to go off. And unfortunately, the hospitals deeming that they are not eligible for pandemic pay. Grocery clerks qualified for this, uh, but your workers don't. It, it just it's it's mind boggling that somebody would make this determination. And, and you know, and, and when you're told you don't qualify, based on on what premise? I mean, you know, who drew this line and why did they draw the line? Everybody who's involved in this, I, I would think, should be included in the program. Well, I, and I can't even, it's not even been clear. So when we have brought this forward to the employer, they said they were determining it. They were going back to the leadership to ask exactly what their role was to see if they actually had some interactions with the patient. 
and they do, but they determine that their classification didn't match the Ministry of Health classification. They do the work, they see patients, they take patients to rooms, we, they help visitors, they help the, our coworkers. So I don't know. We still don't have a clear answer as to why they're not eligible. When really anyone who crosses the threshold of a hospital is frontline workers. They're dealing with patients, staff, coworkers, um, visitors, and should be included, including all the other unions and OPSU and RTs and things like that that weren't receiving it. Oh, I know. We've had discussions in the last couple of weeks with paramedics uh, who you also would think are, are on the front line and should be included, and, and it's just not happening, which, which you know, it begs the question, what is the, is the criteria that the government is using? And I know that the cynics, when all this started months ago now, Valerie was saying, well, you know, they, these guys are just trying to watch their, 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 their bottom line. That's what they're concerned about. And it's, no, 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 it's, it's all about, you know, the, the front line workers. Well, apparently it's not. It's almost as if they have this arbitrary number in their head that say we can't exceed this, so we're going to have to cut some people out. Well, that was, we were actually told that that they were already over budget. So LHSC was already over budget. So then they started going into our group because our group is multiple different class, multiple classifications. So although it says client facing, that would be everyone that faces a patient, right, from the Ministry of Health standards. They went, they went through all of our classifications and started saying, oh, no, you're ineligible. You're not going to get it at all. Oh, we paid you, oops, by mistake. We need you to pay us back in the next five pays. Over, and a minimum was $1,000. So everybody has to pay over $1,000 back. So it has never been clear. We've asked, what are the guidelines? What are you making that decision on? And we still haven't gotten a clear answer. We've called the Ministry of Health. We didn't get a clear answer from them, and we certainly are not getting it from our employer. But instead, we're getting added stress for the people that have to pay back. So now they're just going into financial hardship. They have to try to pay it back. And they're also not being recognized for the work that they're doing. Any recourse at all? No, because we can't grieve it. It's not something, because obviously unions, when we have a, a, a dispute, we have the opportunity to grieve it, but because it's a government initiative, we can't grieve it. So we sit here and wait. Our members are stressed um, because they have to pay this back. And in a limited amount of time, I mean, that $400 a, a month is could be a mortgage payment for one of our members. So, and then half of our clerks and admin staff at the hospital are non-union, so I can't imagine um, what they're going through because they have absolutely no recourse or a voice to help defend them and their right to pandemic pay. You talk about stress. I mean, it's stressful going into work every day simply because you see the numbers going up, including uh, with what's happening in London, Middlesex. Now, we talked to Dr. Mackey about that, the medical officer of health a week or so ago, and they're concerned about the numbers. It's not quite a spike yet, but the hospitals are going to be the first ones impacted by this. And you'd like to think that the government's going to have some sense of compassion for them, but apparently not. Um, No, I would say they're not. So we're just expected to go to work. We're going in short staff because obviously there's exposure, so people are off. So some of the departments are short. So we have our members and all the other workers at the hospital. So it's not just our members, but all the workers at the hospital are going in, are working overtime, are being redeployed to different areas to help out, and they're not being recognized by this pandemic pay that was promised to them. And it's really unfortunate. But, you know, we are healthcare workers and we will persevere because the most important thing is to the patients and to the community and trying to help any way we can with this pandemic. But it would have been nice to be recognized by our employer um, and by the government, and not making it so complicated and, and stressful on top of an already stressful situation. I know the opposition parties are going to make some noise about this at Queen's Park. We'll uh, certainly track the story and uh, stay in touch, Valerie. Thank you so much for the time today. Glad you could join us. 
Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Stay Take well. Care. Be safe. You too. Valerie Robert Francis, uh, the president of Copets, uh, Local 468 in London. Uh, unfair practices. I mean, you know, one size fits all here. These people are, are doing everything they can to try to help those people that are in the, uh, dire circumstance because of this pandemic. They're frontline workers, and they're exposed, just like doctors, nurses, and everyone else was. And they're all part of the team, too. I don't understand why they weren't included in the, in the, the pay bump that many others did get. We'll certainly uh, not let go of this story. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.